the mic is on. Welcome to Midnight Wisdom. So much for wisdom, right? <laughs> my, my life the past week was a complete mess. I'm sure every one of you has went through their own thing, you know, it's not like my week is worse than anyone else's, but it was intense. Actually, it's not about anything other than this right here, me and the mic. It's not about who's listening. It's not about if there's anyone listening, it's not about anything. It's about me right here with this mic. Me with this mic. Once a week, at least. My voice will find a way for it to be heard. If I'm not hearing it, I'll get the chance to hear it. That's the point, right? To have something that you believe in. Something that you can always go back to, that holds you up. And in a lot of ways, I think this podcast is that for me. The second, you know, the second I started this podcast, a lot changed in my life. And it wasn't because of the podcast, but it was because of how I became after I started the podcast. Every action I took, every word that I said, every comment I decided to, uh, to say. How I carried myself in my being in my everyday life was just different. You know, it was that moment when the first episode was out, it was like, this narrative isn't mine anymore. This story I constantly tell myself about who I am, it's not mine. It's the world's. And I'm sharing that with everyone. My idea of what my narrative is. And I think in a lot of ways that's what all of us want, right? Someone to hear our narrative, someone to make us feel like our story is important. That what we're going through in our own lives matters. In a world where not a lot seems like it actually matters, right? And who's to say my narrative is more important than anyone else's? It probably isn't. All I know is that this is how I see it. And I guess that's how I'll, I'll share my narrative with you. You're my, you're my audience. You're here with me, with the mic. I'm just talking to the mic. Somehow, some people across time and space are going to be able to listen to exactly what I'm saying right now. You won't see everything that I'm seeing, <laughs> but you'll be hearing my voice. And how well of a picture can I paint through my voice? My narrative. I think we're all born thinking we're special in one way or another, right? And is it okay for me to think that I'm special? And I constantly have that doubt in myself, you know? And doubt will kill you. If nothing else will, doubt will find its way in and destroy everything that you've held dear. I think doubt is one of the worst things in humanity that we have to suffer from, this curse of being. 
always aware of everything and just this tiny hint of doubt of what might be or what might not be because we really never know all we can do is just doubt but when that becomes something that involves your sense of being completely and you doubt that it's scary scary but I think it's always necessary to have just a tiny hint of doubt like I'd never want my ego to think that I'm special anything can go wrong at any moment anything can happen literally that is what the future is the potential for anything to go down and the only control we really have over that potential is what we do every day it doesn't really decide what the outcome is but it sure as hell shifts things and drifts them or pushes them along a certain path increases the probability of things going one way more than another and that's all the control we have and that's all the control I have over my narrative you know I have this idea of a goal that I have in mind you know I come from a country that's it's not doing well everyone back home everyone in Palestine and Jordan they're not happy Millions of people that go on about their day without anything to look forward to besides the next fight they're going to have with their brother or this argument they're going to have with their... Like, my, I remember the other day, my uncles in Palestine. And I, I, I wanted, right now, right at this moment, I wanted to say, I love both of them, but this is what happened. No, I couldn't say that. I couldn't say that I love both of them. I can't bring myself to love these people, even though a part of me in the past really did love them. Maybe not one of them, but one of them I did really love. My role models, in, in a sense, you know, I'll tell you the stories of my uncles, and I think you'll like this one. So my... So they're both, both of these uncles I'm talking about. One of them is, was the first born son. And the other one is the last born son. And between them, they have five children in between them. So my mom is the third kid. And then these two, two uncles I want to talk about. Seven in total. Okay, they were born in a very poor family. My grandfather was a teacher. Two of my uncles are teachers. And so the firstborn uncle, right? This uncle used to actually sit me down. He used to take me from, uh, like, whenever we'd visit for Palestine and I'd be sitting down with the family, he'd always tell me, oh, Khalid, come join me. And we'd go and we'd sit down, we'd maybe have tea or just sit down without any tea. And the guy would just look at me and talk. He would talk for hours. <laughs> But see, that's the thing. I loved every single second of it. You know, he used to just look at me and tell me what life was about. Because he, he had this type of wisdom that I really like. And maybe it's a wisdom that I carried from him, you know. And I'm thankful for him a lot because of that in my life. I got to do this right now and I got to talk for hours in front of this mic. And, you know, I'd be sitting there, I'm a kid, you know, like, you, you, as a kid, you want to move. But when he was talking, I didn't want to move. I wanted to sit down and listen. What he was saying was making sense. I didn't exactly know what the fuck he was talking about. You know, I'm, I'm a kid. 
a lot of what I was going through wasn't articulated properly. I didn't know exactly the words or how to structure these thoughts of what I observe and what I don't. And he, he made sense to a lot of that for me. And a lot of the times he'd say something that I, I thought of already and I, I thought that I knew, but then he connects it for me in, in ways that I didn't. And he'd talk and he'd talk and he'd talk and I'd be thirsty and I'd be hungry and I I didn't I wouldn't know what the time was. And then at some point, I just wouldn't know how to tell him to shut up, you know, because he's my uncle. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I really feel like going, but I can't tell this dude to stay quiet. He's so passionate about this and so excited to explain to me what life is. And I don't think I really knew what the what he was trying to do then, you know, and I don't think I I know it now. Uh, I just feel like he he feels that he needs, like every one of us needs to be listened to. And we have our narrative and we have our story that we want to share. So I really appreciate this uncle in my life. Like he went through a lot in his life. He has five children on his own. He didn't get a proper education and he's always regretted that. He's always had to work like 60, 70 hours a week, minimum paying jobs just to get with his children by, you know, take them through school and take them through, get them the things that they want. And he had a heart attack actually last year because he burnt himself out and I didn't call him. And he didn't deserve to be called, right? Although I loved him, he he hurt me in a way I didn't expect anyone can hurt me. And that's that stung. But I'll, I'll get to that. He really worked hard, you know, he really worked, work, you have to work really hard to burn yourself out at like the age of 50 to get a heart attack like that. And he's a really smart guy, you know, really smart, but didn't play his life right. And I got to watch that, I guess. And now to the second uncle, the younger one, who's also a teacher. Now, this uncle was born much more privileged, you know, he was the last kid, the, my grandmother, rest in peace, she's dead now, uh, she had the time to take care of this kid a lot more, and she loved him a lot, and she made everyone, made sure as hell, everyone knew how much she loved him. So this guy, this guy grew up with a sense of pride that I've never seen in anyone before in my life. You know, once I sat down next to him, and he told me, he told me these words because he saw how little I respected him because he had nothing about him I should respect. And as a kid, you know, I didn't, I didn't act in a way that I thought I should act. I just acted, right? Which we don't do often now. We don't act the way we need to just for the sake of acting. And we were sitting there in, on the balcony one night and he saw how little I, I really care for him. And he looked at me, he's like, Khaled, you know what? Without my blessing, you will not be successful in your life. You will reach nowhere. And I looked at him confused. I was like, wait. Now, this uncle of mine, he actually, he actually, he's a, the Muslim equivalent of a priest. He's a sheikh. And the sheikhs have to be the pinnacle of our people, the people that are humble, people in touch with God, that understand the wisdom of, of their society and they try to give it back to the people. Isn't that what the priest is supposed to do? Isn't that what a sheikh is supposed to do? To know what's important, the value of the things 
The small things each and every one of us goes through every day. Simple things. People with their families, trying to raise their kids, trying to be one for your community, all of that. Isn't that what that is? Aren't you supposed to share goodness with the people? But I think that got to his head big time because he was a sheikh. And you know, you see this picture in Jerusalem, like this golden dome, and that's what represents Jerusalem. Well, that's where he was a sheikh, right? He was the sheikh of the biggest mosque of the <laughs> three centers of, or the tri-center or the center of the three religions. The proper, you know, <laughs> Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. The smack of it all. And he was he was supposed to be the one carrying that wisdom. But he wasn't. He was an arrogant, prideful fuck. And I say that with all of my heart. And I... So we sat down and he looked at me. He's like, Khalid, you don't know. Everything that I touch turns to gold. And without my blessing, you will go nowhere in your life. Imagine your uncle telling you that. To, to your face. Now, it didn't phase me then. I looked at him. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, I didn't say that, but the look in him, like, I looked at him and I thought to myself, like, how can anyone reach a point in their lives where they believe that their narrative is going in such a strong direction and they think that God favors them so much and they take that for granted so much to say things like, everything I touch turns to gold. How much pride do you have to have to say that? And the way he said it, If you want to preach something to, to your people and you want to spread your wisdom, it's not the people that are serving you. It's not them that need to give you stuff and praise you and tell you how amazing you are. Because that's exactly what he's experienced all his life. The world always telling him how amazing he is. And that's all he believed. And right now, the world isn't telling him how amazing he is anymore. He got in a scandal. I don't know what the details exactly. I might share about it in another episode. But he's not respected like he used to be. And to witness that, from my perspective, I I can just be sure that it's something I learned a lot from. That's positive. Never get never let pride get in your head. Even if things are going your way, even if Life will give you things, life will take. And as life takes, life will give. That's the process, death and renewal at every level. It's outside of you. Just because you're blessed now, it's, it's, it's a blessing, be grateful for it. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Sure, like you can work hard and try to get your life in order and that will help and life will put more energy into you for sure. I was thinking the other day, like, are my thoughts even my thoughts? Is anything about me even anything about me? Everything that I was given, everything that I have, I was given. The moment I was born into a world I didn't know anything about. 
as a kid seeing life through this very clear lens, you know, I I didn't choose this. I didn't choose to think the way I think. I didn't choose to be the type of person who tries to see meaning in every single thing that happens in front of him throughout his entire life. I didn't choose that. I didn't choose any of this. I didn't choose to be this person talking in front of this mic, trying to make sense of what the fuck life is. But I'm here and I love it. <laughs> and I'm here and I love it. I found something that really feeds into my soul. And because of that, there's more energy being given to me from life. And it's not energy that I am, it's not energy I'm creating, but it's energy I'm facilitating and being given because I'm trying to shift things in a more positive direction. I don't know. All I know is that I'm a process that's trying its best to flow. And once I found something that really helps me flow, everything else started aligning slowly after that. And maybe everything will disalign again or go into chaos just like it's coming into order, obviously. You know, my life isn't in order right now. I'm graduating in three months. I haven't even started writing a word on my thesis, which I don't really, I'm not stressed about. I know, like, I'll get into that when I get into that. But I released the online course the other day and that, like, was hell. But I'll get into that later. But I mean, like, everything in my life coordinated itself in a way to let my let me be able to finish that course easily. Now, I don't own a, a high-definition camera. I don't own lights. I don't own a wall. I don't even have the space to put, like, the equipment up to film to begin with. But luckily, my university had those things, and and I was able to coordinate with them to let me use them for a while. It wasn't me who made that happen. I couldn't create the course by myself, is what I'm saying. It was because everything around me worked in a way that let me do it. And the only reason I found out the university even has that equipment is because I decided to throw a workshop at university six months ago using a camera and I didn't know that they had a camera to begin with and I asked and then they showed me that room and then I threw the workshop for the students and maybe like 30 students came and it was amazing you know I, I got to stand there for like two hours giving a workshop on how to learn that was learning how to learn like I even like did the poster and I made it look really cool and I put it all over uni and you know a, a part of me thought that might make me cool but I don't know what I was searching for, but I found that one thing and the camera and the equipment that I needed. And later on, they let me use them. And if they didn't, I wouldn't have a course. You know, it's still not me. Anyhow, with this idea of what my narrative is and how I, th I feel like everything around me is sort of helping me out somehow. You know, like this... This desk that I'm talking on right now, I got this new desk off of eBay <laughs> and I can't show this to you, but like, damn, it's a nice desk. Like it's an architect's 
desk white, flat, really wide, really designed in a weird way. Like a wave, but not really. So much space and so stable. And it was a bitch to carry to my house, man. Let me tell you, it was like 60 kilograms. And me and my friend had to walk like three miles with that and take it through the subway. <laughs> and we had to carry like extra parts and stuff. That was a mess. But this desk 10 years ago cost the guy who bought it 1,000 euros. And I got it for free. And I got it the day before I had to sit down for 12 hours straight and edit my course. Now, the timing, you know, it could be a coincidence that this thing worked itself out like that, that way, but I don't believe that. It worked out so well in a way, like, sure, it was inconvenient. You know, I had to go on eBay. I had to send this guy a message. He messaged me like two weeks later because he doesn't check his eBay often. And he's a rich architect who deals in real estate. He doesn't really care about eBay. <laughs> and then he told me like, dude, there's a lot of people trying to take this desk off of me to sell it somewhere else. If you're actually a student who wants to write their bachelor thesis, send me proof and you'll have it. And I did just that. And I didn't just send him my bachelor thesis or proof of my thesis. I sent him everything. <laughs> I sent him about the book I'm writing. I sent him about the podcast and the online course and everything. I'm like, dude, like this desk will be such a great help. And he gave it to me on the day that I had to, on the day before I had to sit down for 12 hours straight to edit my course. And I don't think, don't think that I drifted too far away from the narrative I wanted to discuss about my uncles. No, I'll get to that. <laughs> I keep track of these things. So, <clears throat> one day I was, I was in Palestine and, and I never really liked, I, re I never really liked my uncle who was full of pride like that who thought that just because the world gave him so much that it was it somehow had something to do with him being him. And it has nothing to do with you being you. You didn't choose to be you. He pissed me off. I remember like, I think at some point I was maybe eight, a bit older, maybe 11. We were, our family was like, we were maybe 30 people or like when I say my family, like it's a big family sitting in a, in the living room and he insulted me in front of everyone in a weird way. I don't remember what he said exactly, but he undermined me in a very clear way and he hurt me. So I, I, I looked at him and I told him like, well, what the hell are you talking about? You don't get to say this. And then he, he got angry at me and shouted at me and pushed me or something you know, he did something so I looked at him and I told him and like I cursed then and shit in Arabic means khara and what we say is shit on you basically which sounds a lot nicer in Arabic it's khara alayk or no I think I told him into kalb I don't know I said something mean to him <laughs> for sure. I, th I think I said, uh, shit on you. 
and he got angrier, obviously, pulled off his slippers and threw it directly in my face. Bam, headshot. And I'm an 11 year old kid sitting on the floor crying because this guy just hit me. And what did my mom come and tell me? What did my grandmother come and tell me? What did everyone come and tell me? How fucking dare you say that to your uncle? He he insults me and he undermines me and when I retaliate and defend myself because none of you actually will or none of you is actually willing to tell this person their place the person who thinks they're God basically and then he hits me an 11 year old kid and he's like I don't know he was in his 30s maybe 20s late 20s early 30s then it's my fault it's my fault it's my fault for getting hit in the face and crying you know this miss uncle of mine like you can you can see like he has this intelligence to him and he's a really handsome man Everything in his life came easy to him, and it got to his head. You know, now he's in—he's not where he was ever. And I hope he's learning from it. And then there is my other uncle, who is also smart, but didn't follow a proper path in his life, and was disappointed with how things turned out for himself. And he works really hard, but he's just not as fortunate as his younger brother. So this one time, like. My sheikh uncle, the prideful uncle, was praying. And when you pray, you sit down and you, you put your head on the floor and you're praying. This, this is your communion with God. You don't fuck with that. You don't screw with that, really. I'm here. With my God. Whatever your God is, when you're praying, you're praying. And in Islam, when you're following the motions of, of your prayer, you don't break that until it's done. Until you finish your prayer, that is when you stop. And then my older uncle was coming down home, and as my uncle, my sheikh uncle, was praying, he broke his prayer, stood up, and ran towards my uncle, and stood like stood on the fence in front of him, and just shouted, you know, at him, "You son of a bitch! How the how dare you show your face here!" even though they're both neighbors and they live basically in the same area. The guy broke his prayer just to give shit or talk shit to my other uncle. Even though he's a sheikh, you're not supposed to break your prayer. He just thinks he's immune to that. He's immune to breaking the normal rules because he's special. And... What my other uncle did was also pretty unwise. He ran towards the other guy, towards my his younger brother, and he hit him in the face. <laughs> and I was watching this, you know, thinking like, oh shit, damn. You know, even though your brothers and to me like I thought, you know, when you're family, you're tight. You don't you don't do this type of shit. 
but no, like he hit him and this guy broke his prayer to curse that other guy and this guy is older and he got pissed off and he went and hit that other dude and then you had people, you know, pushing people apart and I was sitting there thinking like, wow, <laughs> that's a funny narrative to play itself out. Here's the person that had everything, but it got to his head and here's the person who wishes, wishes he had everything and he tries very hard and he works hard, but nothing is sort of going his way. And how... I don't know what happened between them really to cause them to fight but to have that type of bad blood between brothers I think is bullshit you you talk that shit out or you hit your hit each other you sort that shit out I don't care what's going on with you you're brothers you make that shit work <laughs> you know it's the contract you sign till you die this blood contract you're in it there's no <sighs> So how does this relate to my narrative, you know? Because I've I've just I'm just observing. I'm observing. I'm observing. Trying to see all of these tiny little bits that life gave me throughout my life to see like where there's meaning and how it all relates to something a bit better. You know, and maybe if I share the story with you guys, it might tick with some other people and that type of energy would propagate into different areas in the world that I never expected. Right now, or a hundred years from now, or two hundred years from now, you know, my grandchildren could be listening to this and thinking to themselves like, "Oh shit, I can't believe you had seven uncles and aunts," or "Oh shit, you had thirty people in one living room. How how the hell is that even possible?" Yes, my grandson, <laughs> uh, that was very possible. We still don't have virtual reality. Yeah, life is pretty weird right now, if you look at, look at it. I think like uh, 30 years from now, people are gonna... Who knows, who knows? We can speculate all we want. Anything can happen in the future, right? But all I know is that I'll never let it get to my head. So my goal right now, since my beginning of this story and narrative you're listening to, I had to sit down and think about the ultimate good I can do in my life and the way that I can pursue that ultimate good. And the ultimate good, the highest position I think I can realistically achieve, being me, is being the Minister of Education or Minister of Foreign Affairs, or both of Jordan. Now, for my political career, this is very wrong for me to say. But for now, this is my ideal. This is literally the highest position or highest goal I can attain in which I can really help a lot of people. But the road to getting to that position, that's the road I'm following right? Because once you have the ideal, once you have the goal, everything around you aligns itself towards that goal. So you start looking at what's relevant and what's irrelevant towards what, towards every action that you're doing and the things that you focus on that might get you to that goal. Then information has a very different meaning to you. Is this helping me progress or is this holding me back? 
you don't think about it that way really but how I thought about it was okay I want to be minister of education how am I going to go on about this all right so I'm good at talking let's talk <laughs> let's do more of that it's not stopping anytime soon fantastic okay let's do online courses let's actually learn what it takes to create a course and try to educate people about something and then I thought to myself okay let's choose a simple topic that I think is very important to try to figure out how to make a course around this and I chose happiness because I think like happiness is the basis that we choose anything from right I was like, okay, I want to do it about happiness, but how do I differentiate myself from every single other person creating a course? Okay, that might be a bit tougher. Let's do a bit of let's do a bit of research. Let's go on Udemy, for example, is where I'm publishing my course. And what they have, and I'm checking it right now again. And I like I looked at a lot of courses. Courses just have like a thumbnail, just like a YouTube video. You know, you see this small picture of what the course could be about and then a name under under that thumbnail and here is something like how to communicate like a millionaire with the thumbnail of just four people wearing suits i don't know what the what the hell they're doing they're looking down at something and laughing okay there's this other one called optimal living big goals great habits and more time and there's just this picture of some dude meditating on a terrain this can actually be a good course. I think um, I want to check it out. Uh, <laughs> but see, and then then I'm, I want to look at it, actually, and see wh why I think it's a good course. And I think that's the case because they have a symbol in the thumbnail. And that's a thought that I had, too. Because people don't people don't use that as a form of branding. They, they're not taking advantage of it the way they could, I think. So all of these thumbnails, they're just normal pictures, usually. And... If I wanted to make the courses that I make stand out, then I should have a symbol on the thumbnails, a symbol that a symbol that represents what I what I stand for. And what I stand for is understanding, understanding things, understanding everything. I want to go on about what something is from so many different angles to figure this thing out. And once I understand it, I know it. And once I know it, I can use it somehow because that's what information or knowledge rather does it's a tool that you can use to act differently and interact differently with the information of the world so i looked at that and i was like okay i created the symbol you guys would see it probably if you check out the course check out the course goddamn please I'll, I'll be uploading it. it's called understanding happiness on udemy and uh you get you get the course for free. You're listening to me, obviously. You're you're in on this crew. Uh, it's just write the coupon code U H two thousand nineteen. So U from understanding and happiness. H from happiness. U H two thousand nineteen. When the course was out. And yeah, that's how I. Uh, no, that's not how I did it. I created the symbol and. To me, the vision, the, the the visual representation of what understanding really is, it's going about something from different angles. So that's exactly how I did the symbol. I like lines that go on towards the center from different angles. And I looked at all of these courses again, and I saw, like, okay, these are how these are branding themselves. All they have is an image and the text title of the image. So how can I how how can I still 
utilize and distinguish myself, right? And I told myself, okay, so I use a symbol on the thumbnails. And every time I use a symbol, I use a different color of the symbol. I made it out to be that way. So like for understanding happiness, it's light blue. And for learning, I'm going to do that next. It's going to be probably red. Maybe green, but I think red. <laughs> uh, you know, we got to stick to our, our brand image and stuff. So let's say red. And later on, you know, I'll do like, like this is understanding happiness and understanding learning and then understanding different things like maybe understanding charisma, understanding emotional intelligence, understanding relationships, understanding communication, like instead of how to communicate like a millionaire, like this dude right here, I'll do something like understanding communication. And then the subheading of the main heading would be something like communicate like a millionaire. I wouldn't do that, to be honest, but that's an idea. So that's how I decided to distinguish myself. I distinguished myself through the thumbnail using the symbol. And I distinguished myself with the name using understanding for every single course that I do. Understanding this, understanding that, understanding this, understanding that. And then I went ahead and I bought the domain because the only one that was available in .com was understandmethis.com. And I saw it, the second I saw it, I loved it. I was like, yeah, I'm getting this one, you know, because it's understandmethis.com. And once you see it, you, 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 don't, you don't quite get it instantly, but then a second later you do and you get it and you understand it. And then you understand it, you, that, you know, you understand something that didn't immediately make itself clear to you. But uh, because you put that energy into it and you, you were able to see the different relationships of how things work, you were able to understand that, okay, this is, this is something like, explain me this, for example, but replaced with understand and you still understand it. Uh, plus, you know, understanding... Understanding is a pretty big word, and to find a .com domain for something like that is pretty hard. So I thought to give it a light twist too was nice. So in every single course I'd have, I'd be differentiated through the thumbnail, I'd be differentiated through the title, and I'm using the symbol that I'm using on the thumbnail as the U in the understanding. So both my, both my title and my symbol are linked. So understanding is linked to the symbol. And that's how I continue creating the courses. And every time I create a course, it's a different color. It's a different color, different topic, different vibe. Same instructor, same me, but I'm still learning and I'm getting better and better and better at this. I'm going to continue and continue and continue getting better at this. And I'm, I'll be learning from myself and from everyone else. Why would I just learn from myself? Just doing this course on its own was such a learning experience. You know, I calculated actually how many hours it took me to finish this course. And it took me like 70, 70-ish hours. And I think I still need more time to really get it, get it properly done. And 70 hours, let's say I'm making minimum wage here in Germany. 70 hours, that's 10 euro an hour. That's 700 euros that I didn't make basically just to make a course. And... I told that to my brother and he's like, dude, like those 700, you probably learned so much more than 700 euros. And he's right. And I learned in a way that can allow me to actually make money throughout my, my life and my future. You know, I want I want to try to really build a system right now in my life that, that can feed into me 
in a way that will let me build other systems. But first, I need to get my own system down. I need to understand my system, and through my system, I need to build a system that can sustain this. <laughs> you know, so I have, let's say, a series of courses, and then they all feed into me. And I don't need to feed more into them, you know? Like, it took so much energy to just make this one course, but then it's done, and it's there. Now, I really doubt anyone's going to actually buy this course right now, you know? I, I told myself, I won't be making money off of this until probably the ninth course comes into play. Like, if I'm making money, uh, 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 like, a, a minimum amount even, before then, then I'm actually happy. But that's the, that's the mindset I went into with this because who the fuck am I you know I'm talking on this podcast and you might be listening and that's amazing but what do I have that's what makes my narrative any special just because I'm actually talking about my narrative does that make my narrative special no (laughs) it's not about no narrative is special anything can happen at any moment and you can die at any moment, you can become rich at any moment, you can find the love of your life right around the corner, you can step into a piece of shit right around the corner. You never know what's going to happen. Just because you build an expectation of how things will go, that does not mean that that's how things need to go. And in my head, this is the expectations expectation I built, but it's an expectation that takes into account that I shouldn't really expect anything, you know? I make a shit course, it's my first course I'm making. It's not actually shit. I actually really like it. And I'm surprised that I actually did that well. And, you know, you should also be... You you should also be grateful for yourself, you know. And that's sometimes I find myself not doing. Like, I'm, I try to be grateful for everything else, but I'm, I'm actually grateful for this, you know. I didn't expect to put this type of energy, you know, to create this type of online course and create this idea behind it and this brand and try to grow it and now to grow it really uh so yeah so much so much i learned making this course like the hours i spent just sitting in in front of the camera talking and you know i think thinking that i have a certain structure in mind for the course and then talking in a in one supposedly one of the lectures and realizing that, no, that's not how the course needs to go at all. I can't explain this without explaining that. I can't explain that without explaining that. But to explain that, I need to explain that first. Okay, wait, what about this? Oh shit, how am I going to get this to fit in all of this? It's already done, how do I... (laughs) I forgot to mention that. Oh, I need to put it here. Okay, no, put that there. Okay, make it make sense, you know. Mention that this happened then and that happened then and then like you try to summarize and and get people on track and you try to motivate and I don't know if I did well, you know, and you please tell me give me a good rating for sure But like please tell me in person what I can what I can learn I'd love feedback, you know, I, I burn to know where the process isn't flowing properly to to let it continue Ah, so let's continue, right? And and I I had the deadline, like Udemy had a newcomers challenge. And that's what I wanted to win. Like you you from the second you say that you want to start your course, you have 45 days to submit your course completely before before the timer ends. And if you finish before the timer ends, then Udemy 
posts on their Facebook feed and Twitter about the newcomer, the people who won the newcomers challenge, and then you have more people that have access to you, basically. And I finished the course before the 45 days. And I uploaded all of the course before the 45 days. Now, in reality, and I'll be honest about this, uh, the video files were very large. And I had about 50 episodes recorded in total. But I could only, before the deadline came, I had to, I slept at a friend's place, actually. Man. So, <laughs> I had two days, basically, to meet the deadline. And the upload rate, the upload internet speed rate here in my flat is is 0.8 megabytes per second. And 0.8 megabytes, keep that in mind. And every episode, every lecture that I have to upload was around 700 megabytes. Or let's say 800 megabytes for simpler math. So 0.8 megabytes per second, and you have 800 megabytes. How many seconds is that going to take to upload all of that? And then say you have 50 of those videos. So long story short, I called a friend of mine that lives close. And I went over at his place at like 11 p.m. And he went to bed and I stayed in his kitchen for five hours straight, you know, trying to upload these courses. And then I, I went and I passed out on his couch for a bit and then continued. And I uploaded out of the 50, I uploaded 40 in a way that still made sense for the course to be complete, just so that I can upload it in time and submit it to review. And I finished my landing page, I finished the worksheets, I finished almost everything. And then I had one hour before the deadline and I uploaded everything and I clicked submit to review. And I clicked that button and I went and I continued to submit the, the course. And we continued and continued and continued with the steps. And then at some point they're like, uh, but you need to identify yourself first. Don't worry, the identification process is easy. It'll take a few minutes. It did not take a few minutes. <laughs> they couldn't identify me because I, I'm a Jordanian studying in Germany. So I don't know what database they were using, but it didn't find me. So I had to send an email with a video saying that this is my name. This is the course I'm working on. This is my passport photo, blah, blah, blah. Please identify me. Thank you. And, oh, I forgot it's 4.20 today. <laughs> it's 4.20. Uh, all right. So I'm going to end this podcast and get high. Never mind. Uh, okay, so to continue. Mm, where was I, actually? Yeah, passed out, friends place, one hour, identify. So I sent them that email to identify myself, and I sent them a separate email telling them, Look, I, I I sent everything, and I sent everything before the deadline, but I couldn't submit the course. Can you please submit it on my behalf before the deadline? And then I went to uni. I had to go to uni. I missed so much class making this course to begin with. And then when I came back, they sent me a message saying, like, oh, we're sorry, we can't accept your course. Uh, the identification process is a part of being able to submit your course before the deadline, and you didn't submit before the deadline, so too bad. And there's nothing we can do about it. I expected that, to be honest, and it didn't bother me too much. But it just bothers me how how stuck to rules people are, right? So I told them, like, technically, I did finish the course before the deadline. Technically, I clicked submit to review before the deadline. 
and I would never click submit to review if the course wasn't ready and I wouldn't ever click it before the course was completely ready and I was absolutely ready to submit it for review very close to the deadline how the hell was I supposed to know that I still needed to identify myself before I could completely submit the course for review I couldn't know that I made sure I knew everything but that's the one thing I literally couldn't know until after I clicked submit to review. And I told them that. And they're like, sorry, sir. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about this. Too fucking bad. And I was like, really? You know, like, are we? do we really need to follow specific rules just for the sake of following them? Or can we understand, you know, when situations like this happen and be flexible sometimes? And I talk about that in the course itself, actually. It's like, like we were born into this world, just like my uncle was. The sheikh, really prideful uncle. We're born into this world thinking like the world owes us something. We start building these associations and patterns of how things should pan themselves out in accordance to our being. But to realize absolutely that these patterns that we built, these associations that we build with everything... And these stories we tell ourselves of who likes us and who we're trying to get laid with or who we're trying to sleep with or the gossip that we're talking about, that girl over there or this guy over there. I can't believe what he did last week. Oh my God, did you hear what she did the other day? None of any of that fucking matters. None of us know what the hell is going on. None of us know anything and we're all trying our best to create a type of structure that can somehow withstand the confusion that we're all in. And a part of that structure is belief and a part of it is believing that the narrative is going this way or believing this is important. For whatever reason, there doesn't need to be an, a proper reason to why this is important besides the fact that you believe that it is. And you can think of belief as the pillar in which everything stands. In a lot of ways, religions do talk about that. Faith as the pillar. You got to believe. And what, what do I believe? Okay. I believe that I have no idea where this is going. But I do believe that I'll be the type of person who will be able to adapt himself according to what the situation demands of him, when it demands that of him. I'll be ready. And I'm ready for things to go wrong. But as long as they're going right, I'll continue. And I'll see how I can move things right before everything goes wrong. And that's why I thought, you know, like, where is the world going within the next 30 years? I have no idea. I have no idea where anything is going. All I know is that online education is actually a market that's going to keep growing. People want to learn. People are craving information that way. People are craving growth. People are craving the need to feel like their life has purpose and you need to give yourself that purpose somehow and learning about it helps that's why you need to check out my course <laughs> i mean if you're actually listening this far uh you're such a you're a part of us you're a part of this narrative now <laughs> so i thought to myself really you know what's the smartest way i can go about about this i want to be minister of education at some point I went ahead and I bought a domain 
I don't know how many of how much of my plans I can actually say without it biting me in the ass, right? I don't know how much I can say without this getting back to me, you know? I already ruined my political career. <laughs> I don't know if I should give my business ideas away. I own it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I bought a domain called boome.com. And boome in Arabic means owl. <laughs> right? And what does owl what do owls really stand for usually? They stand for wisdom. And Bume is the Arabic word for owl, and I own that. I found it somehow, and it was cheap, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to have this. It's going to be a part of what I build. And I looked at online educational platforms in the Middle East, and they sucked. They're horrible. And how do you really change people? How do you really influence thought? You know, in the first few episodes, that's exactly what I said I, I'm all about. That's the core of my being. I want to influence thought. How do I influence thought? This is how. I create an online educational platform for the Middle East that's built according to my vision of what I think is important within education. And that vision is still forming. It's still taking shape. To build something that a society so forgotten and so disregarded no one cares about us anymore the Middle East no one takes our opinion into account no one cares and why? why should they? we're not creating anything all we're doing is whining and bitching to each other and ourselves but I want to change that somehow right? so I thought you know okay I build an online educational platform before I want before I can even think about building a fucking platform that's going to take the Middle East as a market and succeed, I need to create an online course myself. I need to know what it takes to create a pathway for people to learn something. So that's what I thought. Okay, fuck it. Create create your own online platform first called Understanding, whatever. Understand me this. Create courses about everything that you think is important. See how you'll structure that. Learn, 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 learn. Hopefully make enough money from that passively to sustain myself, to continue doing stuff. Write, connect, work, meet people, get better always, read, improve your languages, and grow. And hopefully at some point I'll be able to build the platform boomer.com. And hopefully that can lead me to, even if it doesn't lead me to becoming minister of, of education or foreign affairs or whatever, the good I could do with that by itself is in, in, insane. It's, it's, you can't imagine how much good you can create with something like that. You know, just planting a seed and just giving access for people to empower themselves by themselves and have nothing to do with it. You stand away and you let people improve themselves. You know, somehow I need to convince people and I need to market it and see how it's going to happen. And it all has to be in Arabic. It can't be in English. This podcast is in English and that's fine. But this all has to be in Arabic. It's for the Middle East. It's for Arabic people. That's the point. The people who looked at the stars and figured out all of the constellations and figured out chemistry and figured out mathematics and figured out the science that all of our society bases everything it does on. We were the people who did that. 
And we are now the people who are forgotten. And why not get back to that? Get back to the roots of of creation. And I'm not saying we or them or I don't I don't care who's what anywhere, you know? I think we're all human. I think we're all lost. The fights we fight are 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 senseless and the wars we kill each other over are God. But this is the greatest good I can do. Maybe not, you know, maybe there's something greater I can do, you know. I I also want to write my own stories. I have so many narratives in my head that I want to write out proper stories and I want to direct them. And I realize that doing this course, I love directing. (laughs) I love seeing how things can fit, create a good narrative, how things will flow. And this is why I'm always writing and I want to write proper stories. I have four or five proper narratives thought out that I just need to write out. I might write them within the next year or two, might write them within the next 30. All I know is that first off, I need to build a system that sustains me. And once I build a system that sustains me, I can start creating in ways I really couldn't before and start spreading a message in a way that I really couldn't before. You know, like if I write a story, it's going to have all of this meaning packed inside of it. In every single scene, in every single story, and every single person that goes through that scene sees that scene differently because it's you reading it. And then you take what you need to take out of it and you incorporate that into your own life. This is what good art does. It infects you. And then you take that away and you continue your life carrying that wisdom within you, that seed. And if I can just plant seeds everywhere, through stories, through courses, through platform, through the podcast, through whatever the hell I can plant seeds in. I'll plant seeds and hopefully see them or not see them grow. As long as they grow, I don't need to see them grow, you know. They'll grow in their own way. You'll be your own person just living your life the best way that you can live. But because you're living better, the people around you will start living better. The people around them will start living better. And, you know, this is this is how it is. How the people around you live or how the people around you are, that affects you too. If the people around you are happy, then you'll probably be happy. If the people around you are well off, then you'll probably be well off. And this is why a proper social system works, where no one is gone, no one goes to shit and and just loses everything. But no, like rich families pay high taxes so that everyone stay stays at a good level and like even those at the good level are paying very high taxes to maintain the structure but then everyone is better off and that's the point we can all be so much better off if we just stop fucking (laughs) if we stop just with all this noise this foggy lens that we see life through this these rules and associations and narratives we build everything on that just doesn't fit or it doesn't make sense. You know, the stories we tell ourselves just so our lives can move on. The stories, the like, as we're born, we're, we have this very clear lens of the things around us because we look at everything with so much potential because we just don't know what it is. And the second we convince ourselves we know what's going on is the second life loses its magic. And we convince ourselves we know what's going on because life 
shoves that in our face as we grow up and people start telling you how to be and what to expect and how to act and who to be and who to listen to and how you should anything about you and then you start seeing life through the lens that the world around you builds for you and the world around you is everything you're experiencing from people telling you how to act from how they treat you from your society your family your school your upbringing all of that and you start building your associations and patterns based on every single interaction you have with everyone and you start expecting things from the world that really might not just might not be there and that's okay but we just need to have something to base ourselves on i guess and what i need to base myself on is a course you know i know i know no one's going to really watch my first course i know barely anyone's listening to the podcast right now barely anyone is going to read my book but who cares you know who who cares about that right now this is the start of a very powerful journey i'm not going to fucking stop you know that's the ideal and that's what i'm working towards i really want to i i don't know the world is playing a beautiful melody really no one is listening to and we need to tune in we need to listen to the music and magic of life and reconnect to the wondrous things that make us us childlike selves so full of wonder and hope that's what we're reconnecting to a world where we're us understanding ourselves understanding eager to understand eager to push limits eager to bond and connect and play and push those limits within the games that we play the world is going to change a lot very fast that's a, that's just the truth everything that we know now will change everything that you've ever known will change no one's listening to me now but this voice won't stop talking this is me sitting down here here's the mic this is between me and the mic this is going to happen every week I don't care what goes on in this world. For the next eight years, this is going down. And it's already been six months, guys, you know, like, holy shit. What's going to happen in seven and a half more years? Where might this narrative go? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember, like, how... I remember how when I I was doing the course, you know, seeing how everything is going on, like I've been so focused on happiness for so long, and like now I'm sitting down thinking like, yo, fuck happiness, you know, fuck everything that has to do with anything about happiness ever. And uh, you know, I thought it was a funny thought, you know, when I said it, I was laughing to myself, but I loved every second of it of making that course. I was so in it, and I beat that deadline. You know, for me at least, I know that I clicked that button before the deadline was up and I did everything in my hands to make that happen. And I'm happy with that. Even if I don't get the reward, I know. I know that I did it. And I guess now so so do all of you. Yeah. That's the thing with belief. You know, it's, it's a funny... It's a funny one. But I'll get into that in the future. And I have, I have enough enough time to get into a lot of things there's no rush <laughs>